This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair uses a molecule called hypochlorous acid, which mimics our natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. We've been loving Active Skin Repair for all the cuts and scrapes that show up in the active toddler life. Sage loves that there's both the spray version, but also a cream version. He likes to get to choose which one he's going to do. He calls it the magic cream. And it's been so great for taking care of Mila's neck rash now that she's full on teething. Can we get a minute for a teething three and a half month old? What in the world? Active Skin Repair has thousands of five-star reviews and the ingredients so safe and clean, they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest. Keeping it simple with one soothing solution for all your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order, use code VILLAGE. That's www.activeskinrepair.com, code VILLAGE, for 20% off your order. You're listening to Voices of Your Village. This is episode number 92. Guys, it's almost time for Daylight Savings, and I'm here to give you a guide for how to navigate this bad boy. This is a short episode where we just talk through the logistics of it. We will also have a Facebook post in our group, Seed and Sew, colon, Voices of Your Village, for that weekend to help you troubleshoot timing as you move through it, uh, because it takes a village, y'all, and uh, to be honest... This feels like a bigger deal than it is. We can absolutely adjust for one hour, and we've got you. You guys, I am updating the website. A lot of you have asked for information on where I will be speaking when they're open to the public. So sometimes I'm doing private workshops for childcare centers or parent support groups, etc., But when I have speaking engagements that are open to the public, they are now listed on the website. You can find when I will be in a town near you at seedandso.org slash speaking. I can't wait to meet you in real life. All right, let's dive in. Welcome to Voices of Your Village a place where parents, caregivers, teachers, and experts come to support one another on this wild ride of raising tiny humans. We combine decades of experience with the latest research to create the modern parenting village. Let's dive into honest conversation about real parenting challenges so it doesn't have to be this hard. I'm your host, sleep consultant, child development specialist, and passionate feminist, Alyssa Blass Campbell. You guys, there's one thing that I can say that every parent is like, oh my God, stop. Is that here again? And guess what, guys? It's here again. It's daylight savings time. And we get to navigate kiddos' sleep changes. All right. So here's the deal. There are two things we're really paying attention to for daylight savings time. Light and sleep pressure. Light, exposure to light, regulates your circadian rhythm. And it tells your body when it's time to be awake and when it's time to be asleep. It helps our bodies with melatonin production. 
which helps us fall asleep and stay asleep. And so light's going to play a big role here. We want to make sure that kiddos are exposed to light when we want them to be awake and not exposed to light when we don't want them to be awake. You might be like, Alyssa, this is crazy because I can't keep my kid in their room for an hour in the dark. And like, no, that would be wild and really hard to do. But we can talk about ways to navigate this so that they are in the dark for longer periods of time in the morning uh, as we get closer to the desired wake time. Because here's the deal. For the fall daylight savings time, what's going to happen is that, say you you want your kid awake at 6 a.m., say that's your target wake time, their body clock is going to be 7 o'clock in the morning. So if your kiddo usually wakes up around 6, when they get up at what feels like 6 o'clock in their body, that clock in your room is going to say 5 a.m. And you're going to be like, oh no, nobody wants to get up at 5 a.m. So the ultimate goal here is that on the Saturday night before daylight savings, that we have kiddos going to bed an hour later than usual. So if they usually go to bed at 7 p.m. and sleep till 6 a.m., you want them to go to bed at 8 p.m., and sleep until what in their body will feel like 7 a.m., but on the clock will be 6 a.m. And then you're set up for the rest of the day, and you're good to go, and you can operate as normal. However, you cannot simply put your kid to bed an hour later without adjusting naps or anything else, because this is going to mess with their sleep pressure, and they're going to end up going down overtired. How many of you have ever been like, oh, we're going to go to this family party and then we're just going to power through for an extra hour. It'll be fine. And then you end up with like a melting child. Everything's a disaster. They fight bedtime because they're overtired. They wake up in the middle of the night because their sleep pressure's off. And you're like, oh my God, what do we do? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being back to work after maternity leave has been so good and frankly, so hard. I love what I do, and I missed collaborating with my team while I was out, and it's been a tough transition. The combination of a packed schedule and still being the milk machine for me, Labine, it's hard to juggle everything. I feel so grateful for my weekly therapy hour. Sometimes I'm just holding so much, and I need a safe space to let it out and get it off my chest. I've noticed that when I don't release it, it comes out anyway, but usually in ways that aren't aligned with how I want to show up in the world. BetterHelp is such a convenient, flexible option for parents who just can't take the travel time to get to an in-person therapy visit. It's entirely online. You can show up in your jammies, always a win in my book, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you're on your way to feeling heard. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash voices today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash voices. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent with sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends. At Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. 
I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. We cannot simply move bedtime an hour later without adjusting naps. So you have a couple options here. You can either look back and say like, okay, we're going to go back a couple days and move naps and bedtime and morning wake time a little bit later each day, or you can play the day of with naps. So it might be like, oh, we're going to, if your kiddo takes two naps, you might be adjusting each nap by like half an hour later, just pushing the envelope a little bit. And then maybe uh, they're going to end up waking up a half an hour earlier the next on Sunday on after daylight savings time. And then you'll just have a half an hour to adjust. You can tweak it that way. Some people fall into the camp of like plan B where they're like, well, just see what happens and adjust from there. That's fine too, but you will likely have adjustments then on Sunday and then going back into the week on Monday. One thing that's huge here, whether you're adjusting ahead of time or you're going to make adjustments later, the way to make adjustments is to keep kiddos in the dark when you want them to be asleep. Even if they're not asleep, It might mean you're like rocking and snuggling or you have a low like warm light would be okay and like reading books in there in the morning or doing milk in there in the morning, but trying to keep kiddos in the dark when you want them to be asleep. Now, as we switch here and we're going to have, especially in the Northeast, all of a sudden we like lose daylight during this, a key part is going to be in turning lights on in your house and exposing kids to light in the evening time when we want them to be awake. We don't want the body to be like, oh... I haven't been exposed to light or there's really low lighting in the house. And so now I'm going to kickstart my melatonin production earlier than we actually want kiddos to go down to bed. So making sure that in the afternoon, evening times, we're keeping them exposed to light when we want them awake. And then in the morning time, we aren't exposing them to light until we want them awake. If you do nothing and you put your kiddo down at 7 p.m. on Saturday hoping to see them at 6 a.m. the next day, it's not their fault or they didn't do anything wrong if they wake up and the clock says 5 a.m. If that's the case, then you're going to adjust nap time. If your kiddo wakes at 5 a.m. and usually they take a nap from 11.30 to 1.30, I would shoot for putting them down for a nap at 11 they're probably going to be tired by 10.30. I would push them to that 11 o'clock mark uh, and see how that goes over. And then you might adjust bedtime a little bit too. Starting on Saturday, we'll have a post in our Facebook group, Seed and Sew, colon, Voices of Your Village, where you can drop in kids' timing and we can all troubleshoot it together and help you adjust either going into Saturday night bedtime and we'll, we'll do this through Sunday so that you can pop in like, oh, my kid woke up at this time and we can all try and troubleshoot this together. My team will not be all hanging out 24-7 over the weekend, but we will have a post dedicated to this and we'll pop in as often as possible to support you through that weekend challenge. Reminder, daylight savings time is uh, November 3rd, Zach's birthday, uh, and it'll happen at 2 a.m. 
So if you're going to do any prep leading up to this, you'd probably start around like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, somewhere in there, adjusting timing. Or if you're going to just uh, respond afterwards or react to whatever, however the chips may fall, then it would be on Sunday, November 3rd. So that Saturday and Sunday, we'll have a post dedicated to this and you can drop in kids timing to adjust as you go. It's guys, it's very similar to if you're just like traveling and you're going to be um, moving to different time zones, etc. It's a, this is a very doable thing. I think we make a giant deal out of daylight savings, but really it can be small tweaks in uh, timing and adjustments there. So don't you worry, my friend, we've got your back through this. Come on into our Facebook group and we'll support you along the way. All right. Good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Voices of Your Village. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at voicesofyourvillage.com. Did you know that we have a special community for all of you to be a part of so that we can all gather together to raise emotionally intelligent humans? Head on over to Facebook, search Seed and Sow colon Voices of Your Village and dive into that Facebook group. We cannot wait to hang out with you and collaborate on raising these tiny humans. If you're digging this podcast, head on over to Apple Podcasts, scroll down, click those stars and leave a review. It really fills my heart to hear from all of you. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. <laughs> well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.